Hello, and welcome to the Monco on the Move podcast. I'm Jared Brown, Assistant Dean of Academic Affairs at Monco's Pottstown campus. Our guest today is Michael Bettinger, Director of Government and External Relations at the college. Mike is the primary point of contact for our legislators and their staff at all levels and is responsible for building strong relationships with our external community. I'm excited to chat with Mike today as we discuss the many things that he does for the college, but also to highlight the All-In Democracy Challenge Award that Monco recently received. And it's really about our efforts in engaging our students and voting. The award recognizes the college's work for the nonpartisan democratic engagement that we've had and the increase in our student voter turnout. Mike will talk about other programs and activities the college hosts throughout the year to pr promote engagement with the legislative process and future plans for the future, right? So right. without further ado, I would like to welcome Michael Benger to the podcast. Hi, Mike. Hi. Thanks, Jared. It's been a while, right? <laughs> That's right. It's been a couple minutes it has since been. we've yep. had a chat. <laughs> That's right. So... For our listeners, can you tell us a bit about yourself, how long you've been at the college, maybe prior roles to serving as a director of government and external relations at Monco? Sure. Thank you. Well, it's great to be here. Um, I've always wanted to join this podcast, so I'm very excited. To and talk here to, you are. To, and here I am. Uh, <laughs> so I'm very excited to talk to you today. Yeah. Um, so I've been with the college uh, for about five years, a little over five mm -hmm. years. I joined in uh, 2017. Okay. So going back um, in, into my background, mm -hmm. I really got involved in the political sphere uh, right when I was in college, right in the middle of my college career. Is uh, 2004. There was a lot going on politically in the world. You know, the Bush Kerry race was going on nationally. Mm -hmm. um, on the international scene, we you know we had just um, you know a lot going on. Uh, in, in Iraq at that point. So I was just very engaged in that sort of thing. Um, so that's what originally got me interested. Mm -hmm. uh, coming out of college, my first job out of college was with a, a congressional campaign uh, in Montgomery County, uh, Lois Murphy's campaign in the 6th District. Uh, I started out as an intern. Um, and then after a few weeks, they couldn't live without me. So they put me on staff and they actually yeah. started paying me. Um, that was about an eight-month job, really interesting job, met a ton of interesting people. Um, and then from there, uh, after that race, I moved uh, to uh, the state senate. Right. Uh, Connie Williams was a state senator in uh, Montgomery County at the time uh, who was very involved on the Democratic side. And uh, I got a job in her district office. Uh, so I started in her district office and, and worked in the Senate. Uh, for about two years, she decided to retire, mm -hmm. uh, and from that uh, from that position, I met uh, Representative Tim Briggs, uh, who had just won in '08 and was looking to staff up his office. And I had some experience, so uh, I, I moved over to his office first as a um, legislative assistant, and then eventually moved up to uh, his chief of staff. And I worked for his office for about eight or nine years, which is a long time in that. Uh, in that position. Uh, from there, wanted to do something a little bit different, but still kind of maintain the, the network that I had. Um, and, you know, this position opened up at the college. And, 
you know, my family has a long history with the yep. college. Yep. Um, my mom was a uh, an advisor here for 35 years. Mm-hmm. She retired in, in 2022. Uh, both of my brothers were on the grounds crew. Um, so it's a regular family operation here at, at Monco. Um, but this job opened up in, in 2017, so I figured I'd go for it. And, and I've been here ever since. And I, I've loved every minute of it. Yeah. Our president will say often the Monco family. So I guess right. all and and really express their voice is so important. And I'm honored and excited that you worked so hard to really get the recognition that is deserved because I know when I started at the college, you really hit the ground running uh, in, in 2019 uh, with a lot of work. And I was very impressed. And I'm not just saying that because you're sitting across from me. But so tell us a little bit about the all in most engaged campus for student voting. What is it? Why is it important? Yeah. How did we receive this honor? So uh, and I'll, I'll just before I start, I'll add that you were a big part of the, the origination of this because you were in some of these meetings when uh-huh. we were brainstorming some of the things that that we really wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so All In uh, Democracy Challenge is a national nonprofit that works with uh, higher ed institutions, uh, private, public, two-year schools all across the board to really, uh, the, the term is to institutionalize civic engagement on the campus in with, and, and build it into the culture of the institution. Um, we partner with them. They provide uh, certain resources and guidance uh, on how to do that. Uh, that they have feedback groups on what some colleges uh, are doing that are doing really well. Maybe we can copy off of that. Um, I like to say borrow. We can borrow that. <laughs> yes, we can. We can borrow those good ideas from other yeah. other colleges yeah. um, and expand and improve them. You know. Yeah. Um, so that's what that group is. It's really a, a nonprofit that works um, nonpartisan civic engagement. Uh, as, along with that. Uh, there is another group that we work with. There's a ton of groups out there that are doing this, and they've just grown over the, the last years. Uh, another major one w- we work with is Campus Vote Project. Mm-hmm. And we um, got it's just they do similar work on civic engagement right. on campuses. And we uh, were designated a friendly uh, voter friendly campus uh, by them the last three years consecutively because of the work that we've that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, the reason we got this award and um, most recently is our numbers um, for student voting and registration were very good in the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know this because we've joined, it's called NSOLV, it's the National Student Learning and Voter Engagement Project, I believe that is the acronym for it, uh, comes out of Tufts University, mm. and they track all of the student voting data ac- oh, across wow. the board. Interesting. So we get reports from them yeah. after each election on voter registration rates, turnout rates, whether our students are mail-in ballot voting, whether they're mm. voting in person, all the all the 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 data uh, you know on the back ends. Uh, to get us an idea of, of what we're doing well and how our students are going out there and engaging. Um, I will say, in just, just to throw some numbers out, uh, because we got this award, uh, in 2020, our voter registration rate among students was 11% higher than the national average. Um, and 
we were going through something in 2020. Too. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember something was going on that year. That, so to hit that, that number, made it, that made it difficult. We, I was, I was very pleasantly surprised yeah. at that number because it, it was a tough year. Uh-huh. We sort of had to pivot. We, I remember, we had all these things planned for the spring, and and then of course March comes along and right. we, we have to it's, scrap everything. Yep. Um, so we were really looking forward to rolling out this 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 process in the spring but you know the the world gets in the way sometimes and you have mm-hmm. to you have to pivot mm-hmm. um, with that being said very proud of what the college did uh, because this this is not an individual effort this is a, a college-wide process mm-hmm. um, to get these numbers uh, as as high as they were uh, so 11 percent uh, higher than the the national average um, so our voter registration rate among students was 77.3%. So 77% uh, of our students were registered to vote. Wow. The number one data point that I love to throw out is of those 73, 77%, 80% of our registered students went out to vote. So it, it shows that we're not just registering students but once they're registered they're actually going to the polls and engaging in the process they're closing and the loop they're closing the loop exactly they're they're filling out their ballots whether yeah. that's in person um or uh, you know on uh, the mail-in ballots so that was something that i was very proud of and it shows that you know they understand that it's not you know filling out the form to register is not is that's just the first step you got to go and actually do the work mm-hmm. and, and push that button on election day um, another and just one last interesting stat that I thought uh, in 2020, um, only 30 percent of our students voted by mail. I thought that number was going to be much higher um, given the pandemic, given you know, what, g- was, going given what yeah. was going on. Um, 66 percent went to the polls. And actually, you know, I, I always think that that's a, a little bit different process because you got to take some time out of your day. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe you have to stand in line, particularly in a presidential year. Uh, you might have to wait a little bit and actually uh, go into that booth and, and push the button. So it, it showed that they were really eager to get involved. To be engaged. Uh, and, yeah. get, and get engaged. So uh, that's where that's where this award came from. Very proud of, of, of the college's support. Dr. Bistecki Perez has really made this a priority mm-hmm. uh, since she's become uh, become president. Our student life team has been fantastic uh, as far as supporting these efforts and incorporating this in some of their um, engagement activities and, and, and programming throughout the year. Uh, so it's really a, a college-wide effort. It might be really cool. As we gear up for the next election mm-hmm. cycle, if you will, to really promote this so our students understand that how connected that the community is to this to this important right that we have. Yeah. And I recently had some connections with a with a college classmate of mine mm-hmm. and she has three children and her youngest son, I think he's brilliant, he recently won a civics B. Okay. Which to me is so cool. How old is he? I think he's like 10 or 11. Oh, that's great. And it, it sh- I, as an academic person, I believe civics is something we should all be engaged in and talk about and really help us understand the process. Yeah. Uh, and so it was fascinating to me that I 
that she shared that information with me and I was so proud and I was like a civics bee that's really right. cool cuz I have never heard of anything yeah, and like it, that it it's it's great that he's he's so young right you know I think that's the the main thing that he's he's so young and he understands the importance of of getting involved because it really is and I think you're seeing that particularly in the last 10 years I'll say the importance um, of that the, young the, engagement that young engagement they're they're just the the young people are are just incredibly engaged right now compared to even you know I'm not a young, I'm not an old guy, uh, but you know even compared to what I was you know I came my my I would say I came up in the Obama era mm-hmm. you know and that was mm-hmm. a very energetic yep. time yep but even more so uh, what's going on uh, you know nationally trickles down locally. Uh, so they're being they're focusing more on the local races. They're focusing on the commissioners' races, the judges' races. I definitely feel that. Yeah. So they understand what happens in the school board race. Typically, not you know a, a hotbed of but it is. Of, but, but now it yeah. is. So they're paying attention to that stuff. Um, so that's the that's the message we try to get. We you know it's not just getting our numbers up. We want the X percent of students engaged. We want to give them a reason to be engaged yeah. because these students, first of all, you attend a public university, right? Mm-hmm. So the college is primarily uh, intentionally funded by st- uh, tax dollars, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, and not to get too deep into the weeds, but uh, we're partially funded by state dollars, partially by the county, and then the other part is student tuition. The better that those two pieces, state and county, are funded, the less the college has to rely on state tuition. Yes. So they have a vested interest in advocating for the college and for funding for this college. Uh, And, you know, their citizens, many of them are are just becoming of age to exercise their their right. We We have students of all ages and stages, but many of them are the traditional 19, 20, you know, 21-year-old student who are just now legally able to push that button and have their voice heard in in the booth. I think it's so important as an educational institution of higher learning that we do our due diligence to help our students understand the process, mm-hmm. not of course, not make decisions for them, but help them understand the relevancy and the importance of it. And you are planning more events and programs throughout the year for the college. Speaking of events and programs, what other campus-wide events are the students at Monco involved in in regards to the legislative process? So we we try to tackle it on two um two sides. One is the voter engagement, voter registration, voter engagement, and we um, provide opportunities for them to register to vote and provide information on how to actually vote uh, once they're registered, once election days come around. That's Mm -hmm. one piece of it. Uh, The other side is engaging with legislators themselves and trying to humanize that, that that face, you know, that they see on the news, they read about in the papers, but they might not be able to talk to face to face. Um, so every day we have a, a community college day in Harrisburg. Mm-hmm. We bring students up um, and we have several meetings in the Capitol building. Um, and the focus of these meetings uh, are the students. 
Um, I do very little talking. Dr. Bestaki Perez does very little talking during the meetings, and we really hand it off to the students to tell their stories uh, uh, and, and, again, humanize the education piece. When we're talking to legislators, we're talking numbers, we're talking students, but we, they rarely get chances to, uh, to speak directly to students, so we try to provide that opportunity. Uh, this past um, April, uh, we had a student who was uh, a mom taking care of her kids. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a nursing student. Mm -hmm. um, we had an international student uh, who is now the incoming um, SGA president uh, who's been uh, in country for less than a year, and, uh, and, and she's doing terrific. Um, so we really try to get a cross-section of our student body and, and, and humanize that, um, that, that educational experience. Uh, we did a legislative breakfast in April also where we invited every legislator in the Montgomery County delegation to uh, have breakfast with us and get a presentation on the, an update on the college. And we tried to invite as many students as possible uh, to participate in that. And again, just very informal conversations. They really can talk to them about whatever they want to talk to them about. Mm -hmm. um, we try not to structure it too much. Um, Every semester, we have what's called our legislator in residence program. Uh, we bring in legislators to the classroom to talk about uh, their, themselves, their backgrounds, how they got involved in public service, and then answer questions. Most of the time is taken up with Q and A sure. from the students. I'm sure. <laughs> and what what I love about that program is that we allow them to develop their own questions. We don't structure that. We you, you know it's pretty much off limits. You know. Um, and you can tell what the students are concerned about and what they're thinking about by the questions that they ask. You know, you'll get the questions about climate change, of course, because that's a very important topic. Then there's also questions about, well, how are you going to help young people taking care of an elder adult? Yeah. So you can tell that maybe that student is dealing with that experiencing uh, experiencing that. Yeah. The, themselves. Uh, so it gets very you, you can get a very personal look at at what students uh, are are dealing with and the issues that are that are affecting them. Uh, and then there's uh, we just finished up um, a student advocacy campaign where we asked students to speak with legislators uh, about the importance of community colleges uh, right around this time of the year uh, when the, the, the legislature in Harrisburg is. Uh, developing the state budget. Budget. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, those are a couple different things. We'll continue those throughout the year, um, and I'm sure we'll be de developing some things uh, for 2024 as the the presidential comes up. Yep. Yeah. Mike, in your opinion, what could other colleges learn from us? What are we doing well that maybe other colleges could say we need to borrow that from Monca, right? <laughs> It's, it's tough because every college is different, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Monco is obviously a two-year school. It's, it's you know, I, I hate the term commuter school because, that, you know, that is a different connotation because we do have students that stay on campus all day. But a lot of students don't. A lot of students come on campus, then they go to work. Yep. Uh, students pick up kids on the way home. They, got, they have everything going on in their lives. So uh, we have to grab them when we can. And we do have in-person events uh, for those on campus. We want to engage in-person programming because, you know, that has its own benefits. But we've also done a lot of digital work, uh, particularly when the pandemic hit, when I, when I was talking about before as far as pivoting. We had a lot of in-person 
uh, events planned for the spring of 2020, that all, all had to get scrapped. Um, so we really developed, you know, sort of our online voter registration initiatives, our online, you know, information that we provide them. And I think the, the advice I would give to other colleges is consistency. You know, you want to do it yeah. consistently. Yeah. And again, make it a part of the fabric of the institution, make it part of the culture. Uh, so it becomes second nature when students are just seeing this instead of getting a, you know, some random email in their inbox and they, you know, it's easily to ignore. When an election's coming up, they know they can depend on Monco to give them the information they need to to get involved. That's great. Future plans. What are some of the things you're looking forward to continuing or adjusting or maybe some new initiatives that you could share? So 2024 is going to be a busy year. Um, <laughs> On, on many levels. And it will be uh, here before we know it. It will be here before we know it. Um, so on two fronts, we're certainly going to be continuing all the, the, the efforts that we've done in the past. They've been successful. We want to build on those. And again, we want to maintain consistency, build that into the fabric and the culture of the college. Um, that's on the student engagement, student voter registration piece. On my, on my end, um, there are a number of sort of big impact areas that are coming up. Um, there are a lot of projects that are uh, being developed on campus. Uh, the theater uh, is about to come online. Thank mm -hmm. you know, um, it's time. It's time. You know, it's time. Uh, this is going to be a state-of-the-art uh, space that is going to offer all types of of unique unique opportunities that other colleges and other even standalone theater spaces aren't going to be able to compete with. So I'm really excited with the possibilities of what can be done there, maybe some seminars, maybe some um, lectures with not just political people, but, you know, maybe some some experts in their own fields yeah. to get some interesting, uh, maybe some roundtables uh, in that space, get people engaged that way. Um, the Hospitality Institute uh, mm -hmm. is, is coming online. That's going to require uh, some advocacy and support from, from our legislators, mm -hmm. uh, and we're re we're, we're in the process of redeveloping our athletic fields. Uh, these are two big projects that are coming online in Bluebell um, that are going to require some resources from uh, the, the state and, you know, perhaps federal and county governments. Again, so we don't put the burden onto the students. You know, our, our, obviously a number of our students, uh, a selling point of this college is, is, is our tuition, is our cost, our low cost. Uh, there's a reason for that. It's because we have the support of our uh, of our levels of government. Uh, so on my end, uh, aside from the student engagement piece, I'm going to be focusing a lot of my time on those areas. Um, but yeah, uh, next year is going to be going to be pretty intense, pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah. I want to extend a, a, another congratulations to you and the work that you've led and the other individuals around the campus that really helped. Um, in that initiative because it is important and being informed is is so valuable and even though our students are so busy and so occupied with other things I think you hit on something very important finding that window of time mm -hmm. when they're yeah. on campus yep. and you can engage and you can inform them because the they're busy yeah they're busy they are you know they it's are. not just classwork they you know they I, I'm, I'm so impressed with our students and what they can accomplish when they 
You know, I, I wasn't that busy when I was their age, and I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. Yes. Yeah. And so, again, thank you for sharing the information. Congratulations on this recognition. I really appreciate you spending the time to talk with me about the work that you're doing and how you're having, helping students be engaged in democracy and understanding their role uh, and to have a voice. I think it's so important and so valuable. So thank you. I'm sure you'll be back on the show. I would love to. At some no, point, absolutely. absolutely. At some point. So thank you again. I would also like to ex- extend a special thank, to, thank you to our alumnus, Quincenta, from our sound recording and music technology who produced today's show. And thank you again for listening to the Monco on the Move podcast. Check back soon to hear more stories from our Monco family. Until next time, I'm Jared Brown. And again, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Monco on the Move. Students at Montgomery County Community College working in the sound recording and music technology program record, edit, and produce this podcast. Check out mc3.edu forward slash on the move to listen to our latest episode or download our podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also learn about the latest episodes by following us on social media. Have a guest in mind you think would be great for the podcast? Email Eric Devlin at edevlin at mc3.edu or Diane Van Dyke at dvandyke at mc3.edu. And come back next time to find out more about what's happening at your community college and catch our Montco Momentum.